I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This episode of the Culp Option podcast was brought to you by our Patreon. If you want to tell us which films we should watch, listen to up to two extra exclusive podcasts a month, or give us something to discuss in our new post-credit scenes at the end of each episode, then please consider joining the cult and donating at www.patreon.com slash Welcome along everybody to the Cult Popshire podcast. This is AJ. Happy New Year everybody. I think it was already New Year last episode. But anyway, this is part one of our most anticipated films of 2020 podcast. This was split up into two parts and also the title was changed. I am aware that that this is being uploaded with a different title to what I just said, which we'll talk about in the episode. So I'll leave that for past me to explain. Uh, Yeah, so this this took us three hours to record, which is might be the longest uh recording session we've done for one of these kinds of podcasts i think the marvel phase three still takes the cake as being the longest one but this this one this one was pretty long a lot longer than we expected it to be and that's why it's split up into three episodes there won't be time codes because uh there's in the in the show notes because there's no spoilers or anything because we haven't seen any of the movies we're talking about um but there are a couple of things that we didn't know at the time of recording that we foolishly bring up talk about as if uh as if as if they're not going to be answered in the the week and a half between recording and releasing we recorded a big thing about how we didn't know who was going to do the new james bond movie song and i sort of very tentatively very shy very coy uh suggested billy eilish um should do it and then I kind of backtracked because I was worried I was going to be made fun of. And then it was announced that Billie Eilish is, in fact, going to be doing the song for No Time to Die, the new James Bond movie. So it's going to have things like that in it. So just just please don't comment being like, oh, this actually answered what you were talking about already. Because we know we, this, we didn't record this the day it released. We recorded this about a week ago. Um, I'll be back at the end of the episode for some goodbyes and some pleasantries so stick around till then and also stick around for our post credits sequence (laughs) (laughs) hey everyone hey Uh, welcome to another uh, fan bloody testic episode of the cult popshire podcast Two episodes, probably even, uh, because this is another one of our our blockbuster big boy episodes. Uh, AJ's probably just been chatting about how this is two parts, and we don't know when it cuts. Uh, we, maybe he'd be so disappointing if we just actually it, yeah. we do half an hour and it's just like, oh, well, yeah, it's oh, just well, one part. Okay, yeah, one part. We still split it like two fifteen minutes. <laughs> it's like, well, we said it at the beginning, so kind of just <laughs> have to go, go with it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's funny because a lot of movie podcasts do like a week, a yearly roundup of the movies of the year, right? Like we're not the only ones that do that, but we are the only ones I'm aware of that do five hours of roundup that just Hell can't yeah. get enough of talking, yeah. uh, like of their about their own opinions, and so it has to spread out. 
for sure. But I kind of, I, I'm kind of proud of that, right? I kind of think that's <laughs> that's important. There, there is at least yeah. one podcast that does a yearly wrap up that you know gives just as much time to every movie, um, regardless so of that, whether or not we saw it. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You, you're really falling at the first hurdle of honesty. There, we do not give as just as much time to every movie. <laughs> yeah, no. sure. The films sort sure. of fall later on when Jeremy has to go home. When, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Regardless of how good and they might have been, but today. We've got Jeremy for as long as we want until oh, long. Oh, he um, says, actually, I have to go in 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And and look, I, I understand it makes sense why a wrap up of the previous year would be five hours, all things considered. I, I'm, I looked at our, our last year's most anticipated or whatever we're calling this episode now. Yeah. Um, and I'm just, I can't remember why. Why talking about movies that haven't come out yet would be just as long as talking about movies we've I, seen. Do you know, I always think that, and I'm always like, oh, I'm writing these lists and I'm like, I, I have nothing to say about this. But then Jeremy will come in and, and know so much about these projects <laughs> I've never heard of. <laughs> well, the... the- that's not going to be a problem this year because I have done literally zero research. Good. Um, yeah, Good. I've been holding my baby all day and she pooed on me for the first time today. How, How yeah. was it? Oh, it was great. It was one of those magical moments that they what just don't tell me. you about. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I remember the first time AJ pooed on me. <laughs> I met, um, I met your baby. I met your baby recently, Jeremy. And moments after giving her back to you, she vomited, and I was like, I didn't say it at the time, but in my head, I was like, Oh, thank God! <laughs> Just in the nick of time. <laughs> uh, okay, so this is AJ. What's this podcast called? Okay, this is either we can work out this out together because there's an argument for each each idea. This is and this either, is why it takes five hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is either our annual most anticipated movies of 2020 year. We don't. Oh, we talk about every year we talk about the movies of 2020 you know our preview of the year to come in film or i was thinking to kind of marry it alongside the most disappointing episode that we do every year um maybe this should be the dumbest looking films of 2020 i'm but just then, gonna stop what- you there because the thing is that if we have a most disappointing we have to anticipate something for it to be disappointing yeah i'm right? you're right you there I, I agree with Jeremy. I brought that you up last You said that time. last week, yes. Um, yeah. And that is a very good point. So, and again, I'll just have to say, as long as I'm on the podcast, expectations will continue to be a very important part. <laughs> yeah. Of, Let the past of the judge live. of our quality of a film. Yeah, yeah. R- revive it if you have to. Um, <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I think anticipated, disappointing. Uh, there's a nice symmetry to it. It's like poetry. It All right, listeners, come back. We've but decided hey, if the you name. want to, I guess have two like negative podcasts. Which well, are, it's are it's not that they're too negative. It's that I think people see all oh, the most disappointing movies of the year and they go, I haven't listened to a podcast about that. I'll listen to that. Whereas they see a hundred most anticipated of right, the year. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, so welcome to the first annual dumbest looking movies of twenty nineteen. <laughs> Let's probably try it. disappointing. Okay, so movie. so like so that means that we have to at some point crown yes a dumbest looking one. Absolutely, I have, I have absolutely uh, noted my most anticipated though. Okay, well we can still do that because like with most disappointing, this is just a cheap segue for us to be able to talk about okay. every single movie. Well, now the listeners know what you're doing. Okay, so... See through um, the ruse. Now, just 
looking ahead at these movies. Um, this is <laughs> Richard's like, please, can we please? By no means a thanks for interrupting me to tell me that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this is by no means a comprehensive list. There's like plenty of ones I, I left out. There's obviously dozens of original films. This tends to favor adaptations, sequels, reboots, etc., because those are the ones we kind of know the most information about, especially getting uh, towards the latter half of the year. There's a lot of original films that it's like, we know the director and one person who's starring. And so we can't really talk about it that much, but um, we'll try. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them I didn't <laughs> write down, but um, uh, I mean, you think about like our most uh, disappointing podcast that, our favorite films of the year most of them a year earlier we didn't know were coming out so for sure yeah. and and i think um what's interesting looking forward to this year just on like because i haven't really looked into it and i'm sure richard you will know a lot more than jeremy or i um but i am looking like thinking about what i know is coming out this year this is the least uh giddy i've been in years about a yeah. slate of upcoming films and it's it's i was thinking about why that is and it's because like the marvel movies this year i either don't know enough about or i'm not particularly excited about the dc movies this year are like well dc is always a mixed bag so who knows there's no star wars there's a james bond but james bond's also a mixed bag and so like not that yeah. these are these are always the best movies of the year but they are generally the ones you have a foothold in that you know you can be excited yeah, you've got, about you've got stakes in it going into yeah, it. And yeah. so um yeah I, I agree but um looking at I think we'll see later on but like some of the directors that haven't made a film in a couple of years and they're making one this year there's a few like cool. things to be excited for like that um but yeah I am kind of like I think watching a film every day and getting like as excited as I was for Endgame and the stress leading up to that um trying to avoid spoilers I I think I've like tuckered myself out when it comes to being excited for movies no, whereas like looking at this that. list i'm just like oh yeah that'll be cool um mm. but i mean like in a good way like i'm still going to go see all these movies i'm still going to enjoy them but i don't have that same kind of stress about whether or not they're good or bad anyway um also the other note is that 90 percent of these i'm just going off the american release date so some of them won't come out here in 2020 um some of them are already out here um so there's a few different things like that, but it's just so much easier to find a collated list of all the American rally states rather than trying to convert them into New Zealand. Yeah. Um, but so first off, it's already out in the States. It came out on Jan 3rd, uh, but we're getting it end of January is the Grudge reboot. Anyone excited for that? I think that looks pretty dumb. <laughs> it's apparently very ne- bad. I've yeah. never seen a Grudge movie and I won't start with this one. Neither. Well, AJ and I are going to be maybe having a Ooh. look at those little preview for almost a year away <laughs> is, this, is this for halloween yeah yeah that's oh, what Lord. Doing, um because there's almost 30 movies oh that. well between the grudge and the ring let's just throw out any pretense of secrecy and announce our plans <laughs> yeah. for the year now <laughs> because they both have like uh a japanese series and an american series and then they they all like have different crossovers and then i think there's some korean ones oh my well. gosh um yeah. So but yeah, and then apparently this new one is the worst of them all by the sounds <laughs> of it. Um, it was produced by Sam Raimi. My my only experience with The Grudge is I saw the like, what, 2005, the first American Grudge. Mm. Saw that when I was 12 um, and that was the last movie to ever like give me nightmares. Wow. Like I've, 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 I haven't seen a movie as scary as the original Grudge remake, American remake 
since then you know what i mean like yeah, that yeah. that was the last that scared me so much that nothing has ever been as scary as that again <laughs> yeah um okay so i don't think we need to, to dwell on this too much um sam raimi though if you're listening to this just go back to directing your own movies maybe <laughs> since um recording this he's been announced as the director for doctor strange 2 maybe not um but it's been a long time since he's directed a movie and he's god that'd be such a, a good idea it'd be <laughs> such a good idea to delay the release of dr strange 2 and p- give it to sam raimi yeah that'd be such a good idea uh okay and then uh early january the dumping ground of shitty films uh we've got that movie <laughs> like a boss have any of you guys seen the I watched Chris Stuckman's review of it today. Oh yeah, what did he have to say about it? He said um, it's got a very nice message, but it's fucking terrible. Um, <laughs> which I don't necessarily, you know, I don't. I'm not a big Chris Stuckman fan, but I yeah. do. He he does generally, um, you know, voice public opinion, general consensus quite well. So there you go. Sweet. Now, um, one of the first kind of big releases of the year and actually uh i'll probably have seen this by the time you're listening to this um doolittle the robert downey jr passion project originally called the voyage of dr doolittle uh he's got all his celebrity pals and to voice characters the the other day i was walking through st luke's mall and they have a big advertising for it and it's robert jr was there trying to sell me a ticket he's like please i love this i love this property no and it was just like i just saw for the first time the list of actors that are in this movie i was like holy shit yeah like, like Antonio Banderas, Emma Thompson, Rami Malek, John Cena, Octavia Spencer, Tom Holland, Selena Gomez, Marion Cotillard. Yeah. And I, t- I took a photo of it because I wanted to send it to you guys to yeah. be like, holy shit, this has so many people in it. And then well, I that's just the voice cast as well. It's got, um, I should, I think Antonio Banderas is playing a real character. And so is Michael Sheen. Michael well. Sheen. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be going opening night. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, this. For those that don't know, Richard's, um, life partner. <laughs> Who <laughs> loves Michael Sheen? His lady, his indoors. girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, Doolittle. This looks horrendous. A horrible start to the year. Horrible. <laughs> this is this is a, a, one of those classic. Uh, there's been massive behind the scenes controversy with it. Um, I won't go into it. <laughs> um, because I can't remember a lot of it, but there's, there's <laughs> issues between um, the director and Robert Downey Jr. But this is this is a classic, uh, like you've actors, done what we want you for this project. long. Yeah. We, we done what you want us. What we want you to do for this long. So now you get to do something on our. Yeah, time. yeah, it's, it's the one for them, one for me kind of thing. Yeah. But why is Robert Downey Jr.'s one for him? This it looks like actually a pile of trash. Yeah. Like, I, if this is any, if this is remotely watchable, it's a. It's so much better than the trailer. It's visually confusing oh. as well because it's set in a very similar kind of costume time period to Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. And so it's just like, <laughs> like you, you're used to seeing Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. look like this when he's doing a really cool character in yeah, the Sherlock yeah. movies. But no, he's doing he's a family-friendly, like shit. talking animal movie, and you're like, yeah. why? I, I am dreading seeing this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to go see it, but I have to. Um, and. Uh, look. Do you know? Do you know? There's never been a a like critically like positive Doctor Doolittle movie. Like yeah, even the first even the originals are ba- is bad. Yeah, it's <laughs> like it, boring and fucking long as shit. The Eddie Murphy one's probably like the highest rated on Rotten Tomatoes. If you were to look it up, I bet. Yeah. What, what, what do you guys predict that Doolittle will get on Rotten Tomatoes? Thirty-seven. 
Interesting. I was going to say 23. Oh, wow. Mm. Meaningful. I'm going to go 11 because people exaggerate. Yeah, I was going um, to say 17. Yes. Everyone wow. thing always ends up on 17 when it's bad these days. Yeah. Um, this, this, is this an early contender for the dumbest looking film of 2020? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, is this does this look dumber than The Grudge? Well, the grudge. No, I, I understand it, why you'd make the grudge, though. You know, yeah. I, don't, I don't think it looks dumb. Like, I think I'd I'd go to this movie and be like, oh, it's for kids. Like, it's a it's a well made kids movie starring way too famous people. Like, yeah. I don't think I'd be mad at this film. I'm just mad at Robert Downey Jr. for using. I'm his, mad at myself. I'm, I'm for mad at him for using his Iron Man clout to like make another Doolittle movie. Like, yeah. like yeah. be more interesting. Make an original property that no one else would make, and like get passionate about it, and like yeah. use your fame and your money to do something good. Yeah. Don't use it to retread Eddie Murphy's leavings. Yeah. Because <laughs> this is, um, I've never seen a um. A film that's title so accurately describes how it's going to do at the box office. (laughs) (laughs) How long were you sitting on that egg? Since the original came out. (laughs) You're like, damn it, I don't have a podcast now. But when another one comes out. Fuck, I'm not going to be born for 40 years. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How how old is is Doolittle? I think the original one's called The Voyage of Dr. Doolittle. Um... Let's have a look. Do a little. Oh, oh, they're doing screenings tomorrow. Let's all go, guys. <laughs> guys, um, this is one of my favorite like segments on the podcast, which is we all fill time while Richard Google something. Yeah, it's you don't listen back segment. to them, dude, because I cut all this shit out. Yeah, yeah. And edit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, nineteen twenty. Oh yeah, nineteen sixty-seven is the original film, but the the character dates back a lot further. Right. Uh, Okie dokie. So that's uh, Doolittle. So we're all very excited for that. But the same day, um, we've got Bad Boys for Life. Bad now, Boys for Life. I have not seen either of the original two. They you ain't seen Bad Boys on- too. <laughs> that's the thing. I need to watch Bad Boys too, just They're so people stop saying that. Constantly on me. TV. What is wrong with you? Linear TV. Who's not watching linear TV at all times? I know. <laughs> um, there's another um, sequel coming out this year that I'll have to admit that I haven't seen the original. But um, yeah, I mean, I watched the trailer for this. It looks like Martin Lawrence got stung by a bee. <laughs> like, it, but it's, it's like a weird thing where his his face hasn't caught up to his head. Right. So his <laughs> eyes are still in the same place. Yeah, but yeah. It's just but more it, it looks head like he's around been Photoshop. And, yeah. <laughs> Well, the thing the, the thing that I'm fascinated about this, guys, is that I'm wondering if the presence of Vanessa Hudgens in this movie means that it's secretly going to be a weird Netflix Christmas movie. <laughs> 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 like, it's just all of a sudden it turns out that, like, Vanessa Hudgens, like, somehow has Will Smith's character, like, transported into her body. And she then, like, has to prove herself as, like, Will Smith then has to prove himself kind of Jumanji style. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, are you ex- anticipating Bad Boys Two, Bad Boys Three, particularly AJ? No, I'm not going to see it. I don't care. Nice. I um, also have never seen a Bad Boys movie. So. I care. I care less. I care less about Bad Boys than I do about Doctor Doolittle. Good Boys. Good. Good um, Boys. The movie Good Boys from yeah. last year. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that wasn't bad. I don't think we talked about it, but it was. It was it was pretty good. Um, yeah. So also that same day, um, we have uh, Weathering With You. This is an anime film um, 
from the oh. same director that made your name. And um, so this is the dub that got released, Liberal Limited release on um, the sub. And uh, I've already seen it. It's pretty good. Um, Richard's taken it upon himself in the past year to become the anime contingent of Cop Popsha. Yeah. He never was this before. And instead of hiring someone, hiring, <laughs> like bringing on <laughs> someone who could f- fill this this hole in our market, Rich yeah. was like, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, just like- it's a good thing to have. No, I'm not criticizing it. Is anime a good thing to have? Yes. I don't know. A- anime was a mistake. <laughs> it's garbage, um, all of it. <laughs> yeah, no, this, this, is, this is a really good film. Um, Makoto Shinkai, who's the director, um, possibly the most beautiful, beautifully animated films I've ever seen. Right. Um, it's like having been to Tokyo as well. Oh, my the- gosh. <laughs> having been well-traveled and <laughs> urbane and um, cosmopolitan. It's like, you know, yeah, he, he like, uh, animates his films in the way that you can, like, print off shots of them and, like, stand where the camera is kind of thing and see it because it's this, like, a completely picture-perfect rendering of Tokyo and, like, and the way he uses, like, light is fucking beautiful. Right. Um, but if, there's, if they do New Zealand screenings of the dub... You should check it out because it's a cool movie. It's about climate change as well. Um, so Jan twenty fourth, uh, there's the, again the American release date. It's actually already out here. The Gentleman, the new Guy Ritchie movie. Um, Man, it's I it just landed with a with a plod, didn't it? Like, yeah, I I thought it was like going to be like a June release, and then in yeah. December it was like, oh, we're playing it now. If you want to see it, but it comes out on New Year's Day. Um, <laughs> we're just like, yeah. I mean, it comes out later. We yeah. kind of got it now. If you're I interested, I guess the, the but, fact yeah. that none of us have seen it—it's been out here for like two weeks. I'm so disinterested in watching a nut- yet another version of Lockstock. Um, uh, this is to be fair. I probably will watch this because it gets Matthew McConaughey. This will be on streaming or um, you know, on VOD by the end of the year, easily, or by, by, probably by even by mid-year because of how early it's out. And it looks interesting enough. Like, uh, to see Guy Ritchie return to this world kind of intrigues me. Yeah, I mean... After doing a little Like, interesting enough is a relative term between you and I, because you're watching a movie a day. No, I'm and not. I'm, I've only watched two movies this year. It's the 11th. Oh, my God. But, you know, your context is the number... The sheer volume yeah, of yeah, movies yeah. you see. Yeah, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, AJ, what, do yeah. we, what do we want from Guy Ritchie, though? If we... we you like Because, Jeremy, you were like, oh, I don't want to see another Lockstock reskin. I want to see like, another Sherlock! Stop. <laughs> really? Coming Sherlock next, stop. Coming, coming next year. Sherlock we, stop. When Come Aladdin on. came out, we were all like, oh, Guy Ritchie, go back to what you do best. And now he's like, okay, less than a year later, here's what I do best. And we're like, oh, I'm probably not going to see it. <laughs> yeah. Um, also that day, another, um, another big uh, 2020 film. Uh, which I've already seen. Oh my gosh, um, you're so cool. So this uh, Color Out of Space, you guys know about this. This is the, um, yeah. uh, it's a Lovecraft. This is a kind of actually rare. It's not like a Lovecraftian horror film. It's a direct adaptation of one of Lovecraft's stories. It stars Nicolas Cage and it's like, um, it's pretty good. <laughs> Again, like, um, <laughs> I guess if you're into um, Lovecraft and I know, one person who is and they were actually at the same screening i was which is your brother aj um <laughs> and i think he I, I think if you're really into lovecraft this is like probably one of if not the best lovecraft adaptations they've ever been made um but it's it's funny it's uh directed by richard stanley who is the guy who was fired from um the island of dr moreau the um marlon brando film which um 
yeah, yeah, he got fired from that for because the whole film was a shambles, and he hasn't directed anything since then, apart from and this is his first film since. Oh then. wow! Um, but yeah, it's all about this like this uh, uh, asteroid crash lands and on this farm and shit goes crazy. There's this brand new color that appears, this color out of space that's indescribable. Um, spoiler alert: it's it's pink. <laughs> like <laughs> it's because it's one of those things where like you know, obviously in the book you can be like oh this 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 new color that's, nothing yeah. ever seen before but it's like it's mostly just kind of a pinky purple that's the worst thing and it, like i bet you the person who was having to adapt that for film was like ah yeah. oh, fuck yeah oh, we can't just talk about it now we've actually got to show it yeah i i <laughs> guess like it's the kind of thing like you just can't do what, what, what like pink <laughs> the pink purple shade it's not something that appears in nature so i think that's probably where you have to go from you can't like it can't be red because you can see like a red sky yeah um i've just been doing puzzles over summer because that's how exciting my life is now i can tell you there's a lot of pink and purple in flowers in nature yeah true yeah but not not so much like in light yeah i do that's that's why we that's why we bring you on the show jeremy is because you have such awesome knowledge like some flowers are pink and purple yeah yeah i do village scene that's my specialty is like a village scene (laughs) Uh, with like a horse and carriage all right i'm starting to realize why these podcasts are so long (laughs) because that's january done um okay so um what our first like sort of tentpole release of the year february 7th um we've got birds of prey uh, and then in parentheses, and the fantabulous emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Oh. Um, this is such a weird film because I like... So don't care? But I, but I like... You want to care. No, no, yeah, I, I want to care. And watching the trailers, I'm like, it looks fine. And I'm pretty sure it'll be decent. But I get, I'm not excited for it, you know? Just it seems like I'm, def- I'm going to say Birds it, of Prey and yeah. the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn is such a 2013 14 kind of like manic pixie dream girl kind of like cultural well, it's, moment. It's because of, like, it's it's of Birdman. <laughs> that, that's my, uh, Margot Robbie said it's the, it takes inspiration from Birdman. Oh wow! Okay. And the um, uh, unexpected virtue of ignorance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it, like it, which yeah, is 2014. Yeah. So exactly. It's just like this sort of like fantastical, mystical kind of. Woo, fun yeah, yeah. like i'm a little bit odd and crazy the, like the mcgorium yes the, yeah yeah, yeah. like i'm, I'm surprised that um what's her face um jess from um new girl isn't from... playing this really what's her face zoe, zoe deschanel. deschanel yeah exactly like it's the kind of it's the title that zoe deschanel would be playing a leading role in like yeah 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 Quirky, Borat, the quirky cultural girl. learnings of America for make benefit glorious nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> um, I, I here's things I'm excited about for this movie. Um, I think Margot Robbie is like real good casting for Harley Quinn, yes. but I've already been so burnt out on on Suicide Squad that it's like. I've seen it. I yes. don't really care anymore. But exactly. I guess it is an interesting place to take the character from, like this, you know, very clearly male gazy kind of portrayal of the character to one with emancipation, literally in the title. Um, I'm excited to see Ewan McGregor play Black Mask. Black Mask is a is a cool Batman villain that that has has yeah. never been adapted live action before. Um, yeah. I like a Mary, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And she's playing Huntress, I think. Yeah. Um, so th- th- all these things are things that 
10 years ago i would have been very excited about but in today's superhero six landscape years ago, in 2014 <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe. Title, what? <laughs> yeah um yeah but nowadays i'm like you know what i just don't know if if this looks interesting enough for me to care about i'll see it I'll see all of these. <laughs> I mean, the character of Harley Quinn was just so like it was like everyone was like, "Oh, Suicide was awful. Real cool to see." Uh, yeah, I think we all think Suicide sorry, is sorry. awful. Suicide Squad you need to was say awful. Squad. You need to suicide say Squad. Squad was awful. But like, hey, Margot Mar- Robbie's really great casting for um for Harley Quinn, and it's just like, yeah, but I feel like the character and her iteration of the character has been so blemished by the by what Suicide Squad was that yeah. it's just impossible to get excited about her version of this character in in that world. Yeah, and also the fact that I've only watched one episode of it, but there's the new Harley Quinn TV show, which is R-rated, and it's it's an, an animated, and um, Kaylee Kawakaku, um, <laughs> I don't know, Kelly, Kelly, Kaylee Kawakaku. Oh, Kwoko. Yeah, she plays um, Harley. And oh, right. um, is this that, is- suppo- is you know, retirement gig after Big yeah, Bang yeah. Theory? This is supposed to be her- um, her kind of the best iteration of her i think um and yeah i mean as i say i've only seen one episode and it was good um but it's got like 100 percent ron tomatoes so i mean to to be uh, yeah margot robbie was so wasted in suicide squad Mm. (laughs) constantly like she 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 got famous from her role (laughs) in wolf of wall street where she's doing a harley quinn impression and then she doesn't even do it in suicide squad she kind of does (laughs) like not 100 percent of it um but yeah i I do think I'm going to like this movie and I do intend on seeing it. It probably, it, it probably will be interesting. I just, yeah. I, I think I've moved past this Woman. kind of movie. <laughs> I don't like, uh, yeah, I'll see it. Maybe you can be my, you can twist my arm. Hey, God, maybe, have I we wish... all got superhero fatigue? Yeah. Ooh, that's what I think happened. you might be the first person to say that phrase. Have I, we just moved past being excited on. for this movie? Have we moved past being excited at all? 2020. Yeah, Ugh, yeah, wow. we're, the, the the year we transcend excitement. <laughs> the world's the world's literally on fire. We don't have time to go see the the Harley Quinn movie. Okay, you definitely have time to go see it, AJ. Yeah, that's true. But will, <laughs> I, have, will I have money to see it? <laughs> Stay um, tuned. <laughs> <laughs> the most disappointing bank account of 2020. That podcast is going to be great. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, Feb 14th, also known as Valentine's Day. Uh, we've got Ooh, Richard. Uh, speaking of, you know, you thought you, you thought maybe you couldn't feel excitement, but uh, let me just th- say three little words to you Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, I'm no, I'm not gonna say that. What <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm rock hard, but no, I'm not. Actually not. <laughs> Jeremy, <laughs> you no one asked you to say it, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. I I don't know. This is this is one of my. Uh, it's not one of my most anticipated, but I'm fucking looking forward to seeing this. Uh, just seeing like I'm I'm super excited about watching Jim Carrey in this movie. Yeah, yeah. I like want to see that fun. performance. Yeah. He looks like he's done a really mm. good job of actually creating that character. And I just I think I'm like I'm all in for Jim Carrey. This again. is the kind of thing like when roles like this come up, people are still like, oh, Jim Carrey should play him. And it's like, Jim Carrey hasn't played a character like that in like 10 years. Yeah. He's so old, but now he's doing one. Yeah. And so it's like this bizarro kind of, I'm like excited a, for a specific love for Dr. Robotnik that we weren't aware of. <laughs> yeah. Look, it's very possible since the redesign that this could be good. 
I I don't think we have any reason to think this will be bad anymore. Well, you know I, I, mean? I think the fact that the studio was willing to like actually reinvest and plow more money into yeah. this movie to make the visuals look good means that they must be actually quite confident about the property and how good the rest of the movie is. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a good. Point, that's actually. if you believe it. That's if you yeah. believe that they redesigned it, or if it was just a a marketing ploy. You know, maybe the 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 theory being that they only animated as much as you saw in the trailer of him looking like that, so that they would get enough good faith but, on redesigning. Like, how it. could the studio have guaranteed that people would actually have given a crap about Sonic the Hedgehog and oh, what he looked Sonic like? Sonic stands film? are fucking weird. Sonic is one of those things that has a massive fan base really? that you would not expect. Yeah. Jeremy oh, wow. does not represent the opinions of, or views of Cole Popter as an entity. <laughs> yeah. and don't don't add us, man. Oh, don't add yeah. us. Um, yeah, it is. Um, it's funny because it's one of those things I see the design now and I'm like, oh yeah, that's what a Sonic movie should look like. I'm like, what did it actually look like beforehand? And then I go back and look, I'm like, oh Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it's so weird i don't know why you you green light a sonic movie who was the guy who was like and we'll redesign what he looks like yeah. why and, and he what? should just not look like sonic yeah <laughs> he should have like he should have the same dimensions as a human person yeah because sonic in in canon isn't is like an interdimensional being right yeah. like he is not from he's not an earth hedgehog he's a hedgehog from another dimension make sure he's so, got a cute little butt too <laughs> so, <laughs> hey 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 <laughs> That's I, there's no complaints about that. Yeah, like so Sonic you stands, can, man. Sonic stands want to see the little butt. So you can make him look like a cartoon in the real world, and no one's yeah. no one in the real world is going to be like, but why does he look like a cartoon? Because yeah. it's from another dimension. Yeah, question Easy. answered. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting as well. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just starting my sentence, hoping that I'll figure out. <laughs> what what is interesting? No, I just remember it. Um, <laughs> at um, I can't remember if we told you or not, Jeremy, but at um, our screening of Rise of Skywalker, they played the original Sonic trailer. Oh um, wow! Like beforehand, and it was like, what are they? What were you at, like Hollywood doing? cinemas or something? Like that? No, this like- was at fucking like Hoyts Intex, the new thing. It in- was the. It was the second most horrific thing we saw all night. <laughs> yeah, it, it was actually like such a an omen of things to come, and we just didn't <laughs> heed its warning. Um, the, so the, the rise of Skywalker is the pre redesign of Sonic of Star Wars movies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, also on Valentine's Day, there's a movie called uh, Fantasy Island coming out that I was like. Oh, that sounds like fun. And then I was like, wait a minute. Horror there's movie. a trailer out for it. And I can't be fucked watching two and a half minutes. It's, it's a this. horror movie based on a, um, uh, like, I think it's Fantasy Island was a TV show, right, yeah, Jeremy? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, but yeah like, it was, it was Fantasy Island person. was a TV show around the same time as, um, like, Gilligan's Island and yeah. also uh, the original uh, Charlie's Angels and stuff like that. Like, that kind of, like, campy fun 1960s. Ziplane! Ziplane! That guy, right? Yeah. That's Fantasy Island. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but th- so this is directed by uh, the guy that made Truth or Dear. So it's like, oh, yeah, I kind of dug that. And he'll, but he also made Kick-Ass too. Uh, Jeff Wadlow, who is um as much as i would love sam raimi to direct uh Doctor strange 2 it'll probably be jeff wedlow because <laughs> yeah. he's done horror and he's done superhero movies calling it um, now and he's not very good at either of them but then also I think, um, I think it's a cool idea to take an old tv show and give it a horror movie skin i mean it worked for 21 jump street with a comedy skin so maybe that could be a cool new new thing to remix old 80s tv shows as as different genres you know i'm open to it i won't see it 
<laughs> yeah, like yeah. Baywatch. We could do Baywatch with a horror skin. <laughs> they, they, they they thought about doing that uh, when what? they did their, oh, really? their new thing. They they were going to have um, the Rock in a horror movie. I love it. Uh, at one point, they were going to introduce the supernatural into that film because there was a spin-off called Baywatch Nights. Oh my gosh. Um, of the original TV series, Baywatch which had Nights. werewolves and vampires in it. And so they were going to be it? like, we're Man, doing- the 90s was batshit insane, yeah, eh? Like- when they did, oh, we're doing an R-rated Baywatch in the same way as 21 Jump Street. They For a while, they thought about actually doing- The twist is that it's actually Baywatch Nights. Wow, okay. Which would have been so much better. I always thought Baywatch Nights was just a sexy version of Baywatch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Sexier, I should say. Uh, also, that uh, same day we've got Downhill, uh, which I haven't watched the trailer for, but it's the one with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Will Ferrell on it. Yep. They get like, stuck in a ski lodge or something. And Miranda Otto. Yeah, but I, yeah. I only just found out this is written and directed by Nat Faxon and Jim Rash, who made one of my yeah. favorite movies, The Way Way Back. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, also yeah, kind yeah. of a rip-off of Force Majeure. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's, remake it's a of it. Yeah. 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 Um, remake, rip-off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a difference. I, th- I think yeah. there's a difference between a remake and it's, a It's funny doing this, and like I watch trailers so much less than I used to, because yeah. I, I mainly go to see movies based on if I feel an obligation to or if i like um good word of mouth you you've, you've got like a sense of sort of like fate accompli you're like i don't need to watch the trailer i'm gonna see this anyway yeah, yeah, so, exactly. like, so now don't like, tease me doing trailer. An anticipation <laughs> podcast i'm like oh yeah i like some of the people involved i don't know what it's about but um but yeah so uh february 21st um new adaptation of emma I am very excited about this. I was just This is the kind of movie that Jeremy will be excited yeah. about. The, the, this is one I have seen the trailer for because they play it at the movies all the time. It's got a, it's got a weird trailer, I think. It's a very yeah. TV trailer. Yeah, it feels yeah. like it's... Well, it's very... Like, it's, it's very the, the, the issue is that, obviously, like um, adaptations of Jane Austen absolutely all come... Uh, in the wake of all like the sort of well-known BBC adaptations. And so you kind of either go as a movie, well, we're going to try and steer as far away from a BBC adaptation kind of feel, or you go, hey, everyone loves those BBC adaptations, so we're just going to get the same audience and they're our core, so we'll go for them. And I think they've gone that way, which is good because I think they're taking the source material seriously, which is really good. I think Josh O'Connor is a really good casting for Mr. Elton. Um he he's the guy who's played um prince charles in the latest season of the crown um and so i think he's yeah it's a very cool casting um i love the casting of bill nighy for mr woodhouse he's perfect he's so funny in the trailer he has the that that joke that he does about innocence is hilarious yeah mr woodhouse is a great like zany like off the wall character in in a very jane austen kind of way and also miranda hart as miss bates is just perfect casting so yeah i'm I'm really excited about this i'm definitely gonna go see it with my wife and yeah like she we went and saw a little woman together she cried i cried it was great i didn't cry Mm. It's beautiful. <laughs> and like we said um, on the most disappointing episode when we talked about Little Woman, it's it's this new wave of, what, a 19th, 18th century? When are these set? 19th century? Uh, 17th and 18th, yeah. Se- 17th. Yeah, these period pieces that are, are like, for so long, I've just associated as the type of movie my mum wants to watch, but with Little Woman and The Favourite and this upcoming Emma, these look great, and I'm so glad that- that you're growing into them? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but it, but you're this becoming looks a mum. You're becoming this a mum. 
This looks quirky and funny and like bright and colorful. I don't well, know. Thing is, these, um, I really stories, like Anya Taylor Joy. So the reason there's yeah, the reason they fun. call them timeless stories, and they just are. Um, and mm. they're, they're they're usually stories that have a huge cast of characters that whoever's adapting them for whatever cultural moment they're adapting them in, they can choose to pull certain aspects and certain characters to the forefront that speak particularly to what's going on in culture at the moment, and choose to let other ones recede into the background. And then you get people who loved the original or loved particular characters getting all up in arms because their favorite characters kind of diminished but it's really cool because you get different versions of the same story um and i think it's a really cool it's it's my favorite form of kind of sequeling which is or like a universe building which is actually to tell the same stories but with a different creative eye nice nice hangover two um (laughs) no three which is the hangover (laughs) two again uh so (laughs) (laughs) um uh the call of the wild also comes out that day you guys seen it's for this it's the harrison ford and the cgi dog oh it's, yuck it's, it's disney right uh i th- i, I mean it's probably dogs in the and it's got a major star i mean didn't cuba goody jr do no, this no you're no, thinking it, of togo yeah togo the, the which Willem just Defoe came out of disney plus oh right no i'm actually thinking of snow dogs with cuba goody jr <laughs> <laughs> oh call of the wild looks garbage man that looks so bad Ugh. yeah it's oh it's 20th century fox so it's one of the ones that was already in production but oh right yeah, yeah. So. it's got karen gillen in it which is interesting i mean i think um it's written by jack london yeah it's an old 1903 novel yeah yeah, yeah. i'm i'm sh- i'm struggling to no i'm not thinking call of the wild sorry my side of the mountain is the book that i'm thinking of that was one of my favorites call of the wild is like the other my side of the mountain right yeah. With not a young the, boy. The other side, side of my side of the mountain. Not my side of the mountain. Yeah, no, this looks really weird. Again, I haven't actually watched the trailer for it. Um, yeah, but the CGI dog from the little TV spots I've seen looks real weird. Mm. Yeah, this this is the dumbest looking movie of 2020. That's one as well that we actually spoke briefly about last year because it was supposed to come out uh, in 2019. Wow. But it got pushed. Uh, mm. Also that day, probably not going to come out in New Zealand, but Impractical Jokers, the movie. Have you guys ever watched Impractical Jokers? No. Oh my God, it's painful. There's it's one, so good. There's one about... Um, <laughs> I love those three responses. Like we've got the full gamut. No, I've never seen it. I hate it. It's so are good. You saying I, don't, about, I don't hate it. I don't hate, hate it. it. It's great. Oh, it's painful, it's, painful. it's It's oh. jackass, but like with practical jokes. And it, it's, it's jackass, stunts. but with um, embarrassment. Oh, yeah. like, like like it's 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 pranking each other but it's always making like they don't it's not about making the public feel a certain way it's about making the victim embarrass themselves oh i right. think it's okay. not they don't prank like other people yeah, yeah. i think um or if they do like there's so it's one like ashton constantly pranking being pranked rather than like yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashton. yeah. which it's i watched high, i watched yeah. high school musical the other day and like um when sharpay's like am i being punked ashton and i'm like man kids watching this these days will have no fucking idea what the <laughs> hell she's talking about <laughs> I think that if, if you have never seen Impractical Joe, because I didn't actually know there was a movie coming out, if you want a good sort of um, toe in the water, uh, look up on YouTube Impractical Joker's poetry reading. It is, oh my God, it'll make your skin crawl. It is so hard to watch. <laughs> and that's um, what I'm looking for for an evening's entertainment. Yeah. But um, there's one as well, one, one of the classic ones, I think it was the first one I saw, is um, one of them, He they give him an earpiece and he goes into a bingo hall filled with like you know proper bingo players old 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 people and um they make him just yell out bingo like whenever they say and he's like after like one 
Because they, they give like two numbers. They're like, all right, bingo. And he says, to be like, bingo. And then people are furious. Because not only do these people get furious that they've lost, but the fact that someone's not taking it seriously. Yeah. And, he's, and he has to yell it out like six times. And then there's the people that he's like, I'm actually scared. I'm going to die. And I saw he did an AMA and he was like, that is actually the most terrified I've ever been for my life. <laughs> because just all these old people that are, he's interfering with their bingo. And he ended up getting removed by security. And when security comes, he's like, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, uh, how, how would you make a whole movie out of that? Though? So like- it's actually got a weird, because um, it's like they they do pranks and they they win the pranks and stuff like that, and then one person gets a punishment, and the punishment is like a prank that you you can't back out of at all. Um, otherwise, just the show is over. We're never going to make any more episodes, kind of thing. We have no intention. Um, but yeah, exactly. And so um, the movie is like essentially an extra long episode. But it's about getting to a Paul Abdul concert or something like that because she's like a massive fan of the show, <laughs> and so it's, okay. it's, they've added this weird storyline. But it's essentially just like a chance to do bigger budget sort of pranks and stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I cannot imagine this will come out in New Zealand. Um, no. So anyway, um, February twenty eighth. This is exciting. You guys remember the Dark Universe? Oh, because <laughs> it's still going. Wow. Um, okay. And the Invisible Man. This looks good. One? This um, looks you mean good. The Kevin Bacon one. Yes, oh, that's Hollow they're, Man. They're just releasing it again. <laughs> um, so, well, uh, this has got um, oh, it has escaped me. The me uh, Scientologist, Is Elizabeth Tale. Moss. Yeah, Elizabeth. Yes. Moss. Yeah. Um, yeah, she's not the Invisible Man. El- it looks Aldous good. Hodge, Aldous Hodge, or Oliver Jackson Cohen. Yeah. Wow. Sure. This movie so, has have you watched, no is, is there, big have you watched, name um, material for it, AJ. Yeah, yeah. There's a trailer for it, and it's it's you know it's a metaphor, you know, like how Get Out is. What oh, if no. casual racism was a monster? This is what if um, domestic violence was a monster? And so everyone thinks her husband's dead, her like abusive husband is dead, but he's actually invisible and still abusing oh, that's her. That's great. That is a dark universe. Yeah, so it's <laughs> it's Shit. a cool idea, man. It's like the whole like that's all. I, I assume it's going to be all like about. You know, believing the victim and shit like that. It's a, it's a timely <laughs> and fucking dumb shit like that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a timely release, man. It looks good. I, yeah, th- sweet. You've just sold me on it, mate. <laughs> um, There's a difference in a timely release and a good movie. They can exist as one, but that one does not necessarily guarantee the yeah. other. True. Um, uh, also, that day we've got Guns Akimbo. We talked about this last year, um, but it's finally actually coming out now. This is the Daniel Radcliffe. Um, guns on his attached to his hands he's in his um dressing gown he's got big fe- uh bear slippers on um there's no trailer or poster for it out yet but, but again i've already seen it you are so um, cool i can't say where i've seen it but um this movie well tell me what you guys how you guys are feeling about it so i am like everything that uh daniel radcliffe has done i go like huh that looks interesting yeah you're obviously picking projects that interest you and are like unique but i don't necessarily need to see movies that are unique just because they're unique and i don't i'm not really curious about it other than the fact that it was filmed in auckland i'm like oh, it was filmed in auckland yeah, Ugh, good yeah. times oh i've i've walked on that street like yeah. i i very blase about this movie hey, Joe? i think it looks cool but apparently it's not yeah, so. it's real bad. Um, <laughs> so, I was right, yes. Um, this movie is going to get roughly 30% of Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, lock it um, in. When the, when the trailer comes out on Reddit, people are going to be like, fuck, this looks so cool. Um, but 
uh, <laughs> and, and I can I know exactly what shots are going to be in the trailer, and just imagine like when you see the trailer, if it's if maybe you've already seen it, just know the entire movie is shot like this. It's the most like obnoxiously shot film I've ever seen. Um, it's is it like the favorite? No, no, it's like, <laughs> it's like it's I can like, do um, interesting camera angles because it's art. It's like Crank on. Oh, on wow. drugs okay. like it's it's a super hyped up hyper realistic kind of thing but it's um yeah it's gonna get like 30 percent on Rotten tomatoes um there's gonna be a pocket of redditors who every couple of months post there'll be an article on our movie uh, post on our movies that's like um this i can't believe this went under the radar this is probably my favorite film of the year <laughs> there's 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 certain people that are gonna fucking love this film it's the Alita Battle Angel of 2020. No, it's way worse it, than are those, are those the same people who are like the person who thought that um, the editing in uh, Bohemian Rhapsody was, was best editing rather than most editing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're um, just like, it's the most movie, so it's the best movie. Yeah. No, you know, it's the Godzilla King of the Monsters of 2020. It is, it is, it is. People, Which is people it? are going to be like, this is bad. People are going to be like, no, it's just a fucking fun, turn your brain off movie. Ooh. I turned I mean, my I, brain sometimes... off and I died, so I don't have to listen to you tell me to turn my brain off. And I'm now a vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So um, March six. Um, although we're actually getting this in April in New Zealand, but onward. I'm really looking movie. forward. Yeah, to man. This. Looks great. I didn't quite put this in my top ten, um, but I anticipate that I really like it. I'm I'm a Pixar stan, and look, this year we're getting two original Pixar's. For the first time in what feels like ages. When was yeah, the last buddy. time we had two original Pixar's? You know? Inside this will be good. Good Dinosaur 2015. Yeah, there mm. you go. Wow, but that is a in lot. This, in this case, they both look about as good as each other, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, which one are you more excited for? I, guess, I mean, we'll get to Soul. Oh, what's the other one? Soul. Soul. So, what's Soul? Soul looks more conceptually interesting. I think I'm more excited for Soul than Onward. Interesting. I think what's interesting that this one seems very similar in my mind to a couple of movies that have come out in the last two years, not by Pixar, yeah. but another like just the sort of it, like Littlefoot. It feels similar in kind of tone to Littlefoot, um, like the kind of like, hey, I've been living in this world for a while, and I'm a young naive kind of character. I'm gonna like push out there and find out what else is in the world, and like have my innocence like ruined or affirmed. I don't know. Like that, that's mm. kind of the vibe that I get from it. But I have to say, because it's Pixar and because of the voice talent that's involved, it looks amazing, and I'm really into it. Yeah, I, I do wonder if Chris Pratt is doing that voice the whole movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> Because that for the first trailer, he comes and he's like, "Hello, brother! I am here to pick you up." And then it's like, is he is his character? Okay, we're gonna have to bloody um put a leash on Jeremy. He's just pulled the microphone. That'll be that what that loud clanging you heard was. Um, uh, are you quite finished, Chris Pratt's voice? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't know if his character is playing a character, or if that's Chris Pratt's acting. Right. But uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Then I think in the longer trailer, he's not doing it so much. Sort of. I mean, we'll see. We'll see, won't we? We will see. Mm. It, Onward. Um, I feel this is going to be another classic Pixar tearjerker as well. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Oh, yeah. The dad's going to die or yeah. not come back. Or <laughs> the dad or the mom or everyone. Yeah. No, it's about a dead dad who's oh, right. come back okay. to life. Cool, cool, cool. So. Yeah, and then he dies again. <laughs> Presumably. Now that I am a dad, I feel like a little bit personally attacked by movies where dads die. All right, all right. So <laughs> so Richard's travelled and been to Tokyo, and Jeremy's a dad. I have we progeny, <laughs> and therefore I've, more valuable as a person. And I've seen Borat, so we've all got our own things, all right? We've all seen Borat, actually. <gasps> That's true. Don't tell him that. Uh, okay, so um, My Spy. Dave Bautista. Yeah. I'm, I'm already seeing it. like like ads for this yeah, on like backs of buses and stuff. Earlier here, maybe. It must be coming out in our in our timeline. Well, no, 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 because they always hold kids' movies to the the closest yeah, you're right, okay. like school holidays. So I think this might be coming out in our school holidays. Oh, it comes out next week. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh okay, sweet. Uh so we will have already seen my spy when you sort of, um, Yeah, no, this is I mean, this is the pacifier. He's and finally entering that stage yeah, of his career. This is yeah. uh, the equivalent of the pacifier and what's the... Tooth Fairy. Yeah, the Tooth Fairy. Like, it's the like big hulking man next to the cute little kids. Oh, Kindergarten Cop. Like, it's... Yeah. What was John Cena's line. one? Was John Cena's one playing with fire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't have um, written down here, I don't think. And but, Ice yeah. Cube's one was Are We There Yet? Yeah. <laughs> and um, Eddie Murphy's was um, Daddy Daycare. <laughs> Think Eddie, don't think it's Eddie like, Murphy counts in the same category. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I will see this if it gets good reviews. It's on that knife edge for me of like not interested, but if people say it's real good, I'll go see it. How how could it be real good? Like it's the hey, most I agree done with you. storyline again and again and again. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen this movie. I'm yeah. so, I'm sure I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. Um all right. Uh another one. Tra- we just got a trailer for this recently. Quiet Place Part 2. I don't think it looks very good. Mm. This will be our one uh, movie trip a year, Jeremy, together. Oh, will it? Jeremy, Jeremy, a Quiet Quiet Place Part 1 was your favourite movie of 2018. So what do you think? Shut your front door. Was it? Yeah. Yeah, man. Was it actually? Yeah, Yeah, dude. What was I smoking? A movie riddled with Jeremy problems. Maybe more Jeremy problems than About Time, and you proclaimed it your favourite of 2018. AJ, your obsession with my Jeremy problems is the AJ problems like that you have. <laughs> like You demanding internal consistency from me is me <laughs> demanding internal consistency from movies. <laughs> yeah. I got 99 problems and they're all related to how Jeremy... They're all related to your opinions. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, A Quiet Place Part 2, did we need this? No. Did we want this? No. Were we kind of like, oh, I wonder if they're going to do a sequel at the end of the last one? Yes, we all were. But it doesn't mean that you should actually go and make a sequel. Yeah, so I'm sure we said this when we talked about the first Quiet Place, but like that movie is the type of movie where you watch it, you have a great time, then 20 minutes after you leave the cinema, you just go, wait a minute. How did this work? Farts? Wait a minute. How, yeah, well, how does yeah. how does that work? And then well, I mean, I've um, been letting out farts for the last hour, and I, you haven't seen anything. <laughs> no, I'm technically no. Anyway, um, and and look, and so you 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 know you 
the movie stands the movie's barely great <laughs> it's it's yeah. it's on this edge of great or bad there's no well, it's good a cl- it's a classic b movie like in the genre it's really enjoyable but yeah. it's not a, it's not a great movie yeah. apparently but i thought I it was in 2018 it was a, but it's not great no, I, did, I, I, I think I, people I, I did think it, think it, it was great it is great well, it's, but, a, um, like, it's yeah. a great b movie so yeah, but it, it, it like it falls apart with just a minutia of thinking about the well, world and the thing and is then they're making a, a movie that goes deeper into that. So it's like, this is yeah. going to be riddled. I mean, with. you guys are experts in this, right? Like, I mean, the thing is that most of the classic horror, like, houses, like Freddy, Freddy, um, Freddy Krueger. Like and the like, um, Amityville house. Well, no, no, but like, sorry, I mean, the houses, like, it's in the series. I'm talking about series. Like, you know, you've got a the franchise. Jason series, you've got the Freddy series, you've got the, <laughs> yeah, you know, all yeah. that sort of stuff. Yeah. Like, the first movie is like, oh, this is like a great B movie. It was really enjoyable. And then they're like, sweet, everyone enjoyed that. It's quite cheap to make these movies. Let's make another one. And like, you guys are experts at pulling apart exactly why that's a bad idea I to keep going back to that well. That A Quiet Place takes itself too seriously, though, for that. Like, oh, right. it's yeah. got yeah. higher esteem. It, it, it treats itself as like this is a world, like it, you know, it's it's all about its world, kind of world, war of the worlds. Like this yeah. is what happened. And um, there's, there's now almost like a legend to what happened. Yeah. Whereas and, um, yeah, those yeah. ones uh, like that you mentioned are about like one specific character, and even, then life, even go- in the case and then of, life like, goes back to normal yeah. after the sort of the big bang um, is dead. Yeah, but this is all about world building, and there's a lot of holes in the world building, and so. By digging deeper into shows. that, you are you are inviting more criticism, um, which I I would rather see John uh, who is it Krasinski Krasinski do yeah do um do something else. Than yeah, I mean he he proved himself an excellent writer and director. Like he adapted the screenplay and and directed it. It was great. Like it was super. Uh, like it's very it very tense, interesting yeah, yeah. to see him do that as a first time director. Really cool. So it's like, hey, He's what else can you director. do? What's that? Hey, that was his third film. Was it? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Well, then you go. Um, but anyway, what, what I was going to say is that in the trailer, it's not super clear to me. Is This this is purporting to be a movie that shows... A, it's a prequel, right? I think it's a sequel that has... Oh, that has flashback moments. Yeah. Okay. Because it does seem that in the... Like when the world falls apart, hmm. they're separated from John Krasinski's character, right? Hmm. And then somehow they find him again, which I'm like, bullshit. I'm sorry. Like... Yeah, if they if they're separated from him, I just don't. I, I think I'm just going to struggle well, to believe that they found him again. Showing the outbreak, like I can believe. Oh yeah, society crumbled. Whatever. Um, but they the the one thing they know about these creatures is that they sense they have sensitive hearing. Um, but they don't use any kind of sonic weaponry on them, which they use as riot control already. Yeah. So it's it's not like it's a new technology they would have to invent. They've got like fucking high pitched sonic cannon, like aimable things they can like point at crowds. And if they think, oh wait, these I oh, know this sounds like a Jeremy sound. problem, man. Why don't they just get over it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, no, but it is. it's, it's but like it's this is the one. kind of thing that seeing the outbreak makes you ask those questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where if you, as if you yes. don't see it, you'd be like, maybe it happened too fast. Yeah, yeah. Yes, or maybe exactly. they didn't know 100%. that it was sound yeah. triggered until later. Look. I didn't think the trailer looked bad. I, I love Killian Murphy as an actor and he's showing up in it, so that's really yeah. cool. I don't think the trailer looked bad. I think this movie is just going to invite too many problems. It's It's got such a hill to climb. It's not going to be better than the first one. Setting myself up for to be proven wrong. It's not going to be better than the first one. It will get maybe 60% on Rotten Tomatoes if it's lucky. 
Cool. That's my that's my prediction. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So our next big release, uh, one that I'm not very excited for, um, <laughs> is Mulan. Um, I oh, have oh. no attachment to the original. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It looks good. I guess it looks well made. Com- yeah. I have complex feelings about Mulan because I'm like I'm like you. I, it was never my Disney movie. Um, I think. Uh, make a man out of you is a is a overrated song. Yeah. Stop listening 100%. now. Mulan stands. Um and Mulans. Mulans. And look, I think that um <laughs> I should not crack myself up that much. Sorry. I think that uh this I think this looks like it could very easily be one of the only Disney live-action remakes to have made the right decisions. Yeah. Apparently, the original Mulan is actually quite offensive to Chinese people, which is a real a, a real bummer. Um, and so with the kind of uh, mission statement of these live-action remakes being like a course correction for all the stuff the old ones got wrong, this kind of feels like one that's a little bit more genuine than, you know, adding a gay character into Beauty and the Beast, for example. Um and by adding, I mean softly hinting that a character is gay. Um, and so it's it's not a musical. They've taken out all the offensive parts, apparently, and it looks like they're taking it really seriously. It looks like it's going to be good, but I don't. I just don't care about Mulan enough. Yeah, the, yeah I yeah. mean, the concern is that it's. I mean, this is one of the things that has been raised by kind of people who are watching watching China is that it will just be like almost like a piece of propaganda for the Chinese government. Like it's it's kind of mm. like a, a and, and and especially with the controversy that's happened with the girl who's playing Mulan. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, She's not going to be on the press store for it. And the Hong Kong um, protests. It's like. <laughs> really interesting yeah. time for like a an american like one of the biggest american companies to be making like a piece of super like pro chinese military might kind of yeah, this, <laughs> it is interesting. and it's it's funny that this one which looks like to be and i know this word has connotations but i i mean it in its genuine sense looks to be the most genuinely woke out of the Disney remakes is the one that probably has the largest baggage in terms of the, the least woke star. Yeah, yeah. Um, but hey, it was filmed in New Zealand. It's got it's being directed by Nikki Caro, who did yeah. Whale Rider, um, and the the male lead in it. I met several times when I first moved to Auckland through a mutual friend, and I never added him on Facebook. And I'm like, fuck. He, I could have got him on the podcast. He liked me. Yeah. <laughs> we were friends. We, um, were, we were acquaintances. I helped film an audition for him once. And yeah. now he's probably done that thing where he's just gone to using his middle name instead of his last name on mm. Facebook, and you'll never yeah. know. Um, yeah. Also, um, interesting thing. Uh, thank you for mentioning about Nikki Caro. That um, this year has the potential for like all the highest grossing movies to be directed by women. Um, That's cool. Black Widow, Eternals, uh, Mulan. Um, Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman 84 are all female directors. Um, so that's cool. That's so cool to see the landscape looking like that, regardless of how much money they make or how good the movies are. Yeah. It's cool that we, we're getting to the point where it's pointless to count them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you won't need to count them because it'll just be a given that there'll be yeah, yeah. plenty of, of female um, directors. So, uh, 
Following that, we've got Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway. <sighs> James Corden no, returns. Can we, talk, can we talk about this for, for 30 seconds? <laughs> oh, <laughs> can we talk about it for less than 30 this. seconds? No yeah. one wants this. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Did Zoe cut the trailer for this, do you know? I don't know. No, I have no idea. We'll get her back to... Um... <laughs> <laughs> she she also declaims the American cut trailer because yeah, she yeah. only cut the trailer for um, the UK. James Corden being cast as Peter Rabbit is one of the most like antithetical... It's casting. offensive. It's so <laughs> offensive to the memory. To the memory yeah. of Beatrix Potter. Peter, oh. Peter, Rabbit, Peter Rabbit brand is the opposite of James Corden brand. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Good and bad. Um, well, it's British Winnie the Pooh, and just you know? the idea that like essentially Winnie the Pooh is British. Yeah. <laughs> well, not Disney's vibe. Oh, um, but look, the idea that now, like, basically, Farmer McGregor is like Peter Rabbit's dad, basically, is so. Oh, it's all right. Oh, this yeah, is like, Jerry, it's I've, been a minute and a I've half. Done, I refuse done. to let us keep yeah, talking. Thank you. Um, thank you. Okay, bring me um, out of the tailspin. <laughs> okay, another film. Uh, let's talk about it. The New Mutants. Coming it's out. It's coming apparently. out. It's I coming mean, out. I mean, we got a second trailer for I'll it. I'll believe it when I see a photo from you that has and the ticket stub in your hand that says New Mutants and the time that you went and saw it. I, and the, the, the <sighs> D23 website refers to it as an MCU film. Yeah. Is this how they're bringing the mutants into the MCU? Yeah. What a bold move that would be. It says the latest entry in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I think, I think the problem is more whoever does the... The promo for D D23 just doesn't understand yeah. what the MCU is. But, um, you know, that yeah, would be a bold move. This trailer looked, hey, it looked fine. I, looks good. It looked fine a year ago when I saw it. Two years ago. <laughs> um, over two years ago. I, um, fuck, I don't care, eh? I fucking do not care. I I have to see it, obviously. I'm, I'm bound by this podcast. But, my <laughs> God, I do not give oath, shit, I have eh? sworn. Oh my god! I, I'll say this: uh, at the very least, it's cool that X Men isn't going to end on Dark Phoenix because I think this will be better than Dark Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Syphilis, <laughs> <laughs> syphilis is okay, better than Dark is Phoenix. That, oh, at, at least syphilis isn't that good. At least it's trying something <laughs> as well. Like it's, it, yeah. I'd, I'd rather see it swing for the fences. Yeah, and, 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 and do fail like a, miserably. do a new genre. Yeah. That's totally what's intriguing about this film, yeah. And yeah. I've been saying that for years. And you can listen to the last three most anticipated <laughs> of this year to hear me say that. <laughs> I'm I, like, I'm still waiting for the morning where I wake up and like one of you have like messaged the group saying like, "Guys, New Mutants been put back another year." Like, it's it's happened so many times. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, another big release. This is AJ's forte. And maybe we'll do it for the podcast. I don't know. We haven't spoken about that yet. But No Time to Die, the uh, latest film in the James Bond franchise. I'm so looking forward to this. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, I haven't put it in my most anticipated, but I imagine it'll be good. I am looking forward to it. I say it's probably my number one most anticipated of this year. Interesting. I like. Yeah. I don't know what else is coming out, so I, I reserve the right to change that immediately in the next. Is, uh, yeah, but this is gonna be. This is gonna be great. I'm so yeah, looking I forward to it. Phoebe, Phoebe Waller Bridge writing it. Like it's just. Yeah. It's a great move for the Bond franchise. I really love the fact that um, Daniel. She Craig, didn't. To be fair, she didn't write it. She polished the script. Right. Yeah. But but basically, Daniel Craig was just like, I want her to come on and basically add her shtick her yeah. flair to what we're doing and i really love that that he used his position to kind of be like if you want me to come back and scrape my ass over glass for this <laughs> for this franchise this massive asshole. 
<laughs> what the fuck? Did I have a massive asshole. It's a flea um, bag reference. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, haven't seen it yet. Don't laugh, AJ. I know you haven't seen it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm really excited. And what I'm, I'm really excited, I've, I've, I've been waiting for so long as a listener of Cult Popshire for you guys to do the Bond movies because actually, AJ and my kind of adult friendship was That's kindled true. by watching. The um, but by watching all the Bond films together before Skyfall came together. out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, well, I uh, you didn't watch all of them, but you no, watched no, no. a lot of them. With them. I, I watched, I watched the ones I wanted to watch. <laughs> yeah, me and Jeremy became friends over watching the Bond movies together. That's oh, maybe we can become friends. Doing it. <laughs> don't um, push it, Richard. <laughs> hey, man. No, I'm, I'm saying don't push it with AJ. Oh, right. Yeah, You're yeah, on yeah, Tinder. <laughs> no time to die looks great. I thought that um. Spectre was terrible, and this looks yeah. like such a step up. Um, Carrie, Carrie Joji Fukunaga's directing it, and when Danny Boyle left this film last year, I was like, well, there I goes I remember you said the only way I'll be interested is if Carrie Fukunaga directs I, I did. I said that, and here he is. <laughs> um, it looks great. The, the cast looks great. Yeah. Rami Malek looks great. Uh, the trailer, it's a weird trailer, but it got me so fucking excited for it, man. Yeah. And yeah. The best thing they can do for Daniel Craig, I think, being such a tired man <laughs> doing these movies now, <laughs> yeah. is, is to work that into the text, right? Like, like, yeah. and it looks like they're kind of doing that. It's a great title. It's the best title for a James Bond movie since fucking Tomorrow Never Dies. You know, like it's 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 it looks good. It looks really good. And did you, I'm really did you just panic? excited for this movie. Did you, did you panic then and just like cast around in your mind for any random title of J- Tomorrow <laughs> Never Dies is not necessarily mm. the great it was a bold choice it was a bold choice and I went right past, <laughs> it was a bold um, and rash decision and i immediately the world, actually you know what the world is not enough was yeah. the last great bond yes title. Yeah, yeah um that's what i thought you were going to say and i was surprised to hear you say something different um yeah uh can we talk about uh the, again this might be already known by the time this podcast comes out because i feel like we're on the verge of an announcement but who's gonna do the theme song um <sighs> So last year, uh, Richard, you in one of um, in a moment that not only made me glad I'm your friend, but made me respect Aww. you intensely as a content creator, and just really, really, really love your ideas and your mind, Richard. Uh, you were like, "Oh, Arctic Monkeys should do it because No Time to Die sounds like an Arctic Monkeys song. Their their voice, their 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 style of music is do I perfect know for." Like it, yeah. yeah, do I want to know? Is already a. a James Bond style song. Uh, I will be. It's not going to be them because of what are the chances. Yeah. But I, oh, I'm going to be so disappointed when it when it's announced um, and it's not them. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like I I saying to you the other night that I I hope it's an artist that I'm excited to hear a new song from anyway. Um, mm. And then I'm like, oh, cool. There's a new song by Arctic Monkeys out. Not not even just like, oh, they're a fun choice. Let me listen to it. Um, because I'll be honest, I'm. I love the theme for Casino Royale. You know my name, Chris Cornell. Yeah, it's fucking so good, so good. It's all time. Um, uh, Another way to die is kind of a weird, messy song. Yeah, Um, I don't think it really works. I don't like Skyfall. No, and I don't like Writings on the Wall either. Um, These just talk about the songs. Writings on the Wall is so bad. Like Writings on the Wall is, I think, an all-time flop as a like just like. In terms of a mismatch between like style of song, what the artist decided to do with like, oh, I looked all through the um, I looked all through the plot, the script, and everything, and like I wrote a song based out of that. I'm like, really? You? I mean, like, I know people don't like Spectre that much, but like, 
the, the song just does not sound Bond in any way. And mm. so I'm I, like, I don't, I think I disagree that it doesn't sound Bond. The problem is it feels like Skyfall 2.0, yeah, like it's just Skyfall a the song, song. 2.0. But the problem with Skyfall is it just sounded like the Bond theme with singing over it. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, yeah, totally. I, I would say it's more that it's that for the first time in um, Bond song history that the song isn't it do, isn't setting its own identity, which is what a lot of these songs do for their movies. And if not the identity of the movie specifically, the identity of that iteration of Bond or the time they came out. And like all of Pierce Brosnan's Bond songs are like, yeah, that was the time. That was, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the late nineties, early noughties. Like that's what these songs sounded like then. Yeah. Um, and so I'm not inspired by writings on the wall. I like Skyfall a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I get yeah. why people like Skyfall. I just didn't, I just thought it was kind of boring. But um, I, I the lyrics are when good. when Skyfall yeah. came out, um, I was absolutely like, before they announced who was doing it. I was at the time a huge fan of Muse, and yeah. they 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 released a song which was essentially kind Called of like Succession. an audition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like an audition song for the Bond song. And someone released the trailer cut to that song, and it was mm. so much better than Skyfall. Yes, yeah, you should go listen to Succession by Muse. It is a very, um, and, it's a very uh, Bondy song. Radio and Radiohead did, did a song called no, Spectre No, not well. Succession, Supremacy. Sorry, yeah. 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 Supremacy. Yeah. And so, yeah, and so Radiohead did one for Spectre, right? Yeah, and that was actually like they commissioned it, and then said, "Oh, actually, we're going to go with." Fuck! Um, imagine, imagine foregoing Radiohead for Sam Sam Smith. Smith. What yeah. like like a a timeless, you know, musical act next and to someone Sam who Smith is no longer doing famous. another Sam Smith song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so Radiohead, like I think that like like you mentioned about um, Brosnan's themes. Um, I, I am worried again that it's just going to be some artist I don't care about. Um, Beyonce's kind of teased that it might be her. Um, and again, it's like, I can see why Daniel Craig's big send off. You're going to get Beyonce for it. Um, another one that like the bookies are saying is a favorite is Ed Sheeran. Um, just Ugh. because of course, um, but this is the problem. Like, like, for a Bond song, the reason why Chris Cornell was so good is because it's it's like when they got garbage, did they they got garbage to do, um, or Shirley, um, Shirley Manson, um, garbage to the world is not enough. Yeah, and like like those are interesting choices, you know. Yeah, like, that, that's the thing. You shouldn't just go for the biggest that's a star good, in very the world. Good point, exactly. Yeah. Adele was the perfect marriage between a Bondy artist and also happened to be the biggest actor because in the world. she's not yeah. ubiquitous like yeah. when when she releases one album it's just like she just lets that stand on its own she doesn't mm. do a whole bunch of collabs she's not constantly releasing singles yeah, yeah. like she's she's Man. a mysterious artist yeah, so, 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 and that's why I think like Arctic Monkeys would be perfect and like I, I would love to yeah. see the, the rock and like soul influence back in the Bond yeah, themes totally. rather than just getting like Ed Sheeran to do an Ed Sheeran song, Beyonce yeah, to do a that, Beyonce that's such song. A, that's such a good point that, like, the best... Bo- In fact, until Adele and Sam Smith, none of the best Bond songs were the biggest artists in the world. And Sam Smith yeah. is an example of when you get the biggest artist of the world and it doesn't match. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... Oh, I can't, I can't even was, like, imagine there being like, an Ed Sheeran um, Bond song. That would be the worst idea ever. Yeah. Uh, Lana Del Rey is another good one. Oh, yeah. That'd she be would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Like in the classic kind of Shirley Bassey kind of like yeah, big yeah, voice. Yeah, um, I love that we've talked about this part of the movie more than... Because <laughs> this is honestly what I care the most about. And this will yeah, make no, or break easily. the movie for yeah. me, honestly, <laughs> as well. Um, <laughs> like if, if they announce now 
Arctic Monkeys are going to be doing the theme song, this would be my number one most anticipated. If they announced <laughs> Beyonce was doing it, I'll oh, be like, just oh, check I Twitter, really Richard. And, 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 <laughs> uh, but if yeah, they I, announce I, Beyonce's doing it, you won't even see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I do sincerely hope that they go for like an inspired choice, one that goes, actually, fuck yeah, they'll make a great one. Like, because that, that's mm. Muse as well. Like, um, yeah, they, they, you listen to their song and you're like, oh, would that work? And then you listen to it, you're like, yeah, of course, this is yep. what a Muse Bond song would totally. sound like. Um, Do you know what the best Bond song of the last 10 years was? What? It's fucking Take Me to Church. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that's a that's the best that's better than Skyfall and and writings on the wall yeah for for a bottom well, yeah get Hosier back what's he doing there nothing yeah. these days or, or um Gautier. <laughs> <laughs> um, if we were still in the noughties, I'd be like um I'll get uh Billy Eilish that that's a confusing sentence because Billy Eilish was a child but I more mean if we if music if if the Bond songs still sounded like what they did in the noughties. yeah it was Lord. Yeah, no, actually, like, Lord yeah, is yeah, another yeah. one that, um, that Lord yeah. would be amazing. Yeah, because what she yeah. did for Mockingjay Part One, like that, better than the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, one, so it much was. better than the movie. Yeah, um, I love that song. Yeah, yeah, man. So they sweet. used to shout my name. Now they whisper it. What a great lyric. Fuck. Mm. Let's watch Fuck. that movie again. <laughs> man, um, AJ, if only you'd talk to her when we went to see the movies, you'd like maybe <laughs> could have asked her. I, hey, by the way, um, the song you wrote for this multi-million dollar movie was better than the movie. For those who don't live in New Zealand, you got to understand, when we meet Lord, I think, or when we meet her, when, we, when you see someone like Lord, like a New Zealand world-famous celebrity, you automatically kind of uh, like think of them as like a famous like New Zealand famous. But when we were sitting and she was in front of us in um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I was like, this isn't just like someone who's on New Zealand screens. She's friends this with Taylor Swift. Yeah, she's she, she no, made she's a, a, a she's... soundtrack for, for, for fucking Hunger Games. Like this is well, it's, very, it's like someone, like, it's like someone having Kanye West walk into the movie theater ahead of them and not be like, you know, but just be surrounded by their normal friends wearing normal clothes and just being not doing normal things. And that's the nice thing about New Zealand is that celebrities yeah. can just be normal people and everyone could just kind of goes, mm. oh, did you like AJ and I for the podcast? Like, we barely yeah. get stopped. It's Lord over there. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't talk to him, but it's Lord. Yeah, it's Lord. All right. Okay. We've talked about this for far too long. <laughs> so, um, Luke, she's world famous. She's Troll, world famous. Trolls World Tour. That's all that needs to be said. Yeah. <laughs> um, although um, I think that no, <laughs> no, I do. We just want to mention about Trolls World Tour that um, the uh, uh, McElroy McElroy brothers McElroy. from my brother, my brother and me, um, they're McElroy brothers. They have uh, they have roles in this movie because they like did a thing on their podcast about trolls and wanting to get in the sequel, and then it worked. And I'm like. Pop star, we're fucking right here, okay? <laughs> Beethoven. Yeah, um, yeah, and look, hey, Cole Popshaw being part of the Little Empire podcast network is tangentially <laughs> related to the to my brother yeah. and my brother and me. So, um, the so hey, maybe um, possible. Robert Vince, if you're listening, or whoever has the rights to Beethoven, I genuinely would love to write Robert and Vince. direct Beethoven Nine. Um, Robert Vince has got nothing to do with Beethoven. I know. I'm just saying, Robert Vince, if you're listening, all the people who own Beethoven, or they'll just Robert name Vince one of the Beethoven. dogs after you, Richard. Fuck yeah, I'd take that. <laughs> um, cult pupster. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> cult pup star. Um, okay. Uh, also, that day, uh, promising young r- woman. This is one I have seen a trailer for. Um, so this is uh, mm. the uh, woman who's the showrunner for Killing Eve. 
um, not Phoebe Waller-Bridge, um, is directing this. It's about Carrie Mulligan uh, goes to bars, acts drunk, gets taken home with random guys, um, and then when their advances turn sexual, she kind of, you know, takes them down. This has the most interesting cast. Yeah, it's the a real most interesting. Cast, it's like all of these people who are excellent in kind of like mid-famous And then things. by Burnham. <laughs> but like he's a pretty famous comedian. Yeah. And then you've got um like Christopher Mintz Plass, Jennifer Coolidge, uh, Adam Brody, Connie uh, Connie Britton, Alfred Molina. Like it's just such a it's a, it's strange, a really strange cast, diverse though. cast. Yeah. Like and Laverne Cox is in it. Like it's just like all of these interesting people have been brought into this movie, and so I'm like I have to see this because yeah. it's it, it looks promising. And by a young woman. I yeah I I think this looks this it's a very it's a very um sobering trailer I thought where she's yeah. acting drunk and the guy's trying to go down on her and then she just stops and goes hey what are you doing I was like oh god like that is <laughs> what is he doing AJ was like fuck I've been there <laughs> <laughs> fuck you <laughs> I have not been there um the, the way you said I have it was never sober been that though. drunk <laughs> I think that this could be really good or forgettable uh yeah again i think this will have like an interesting following but uh, yeah i don't know it's interesting the, 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 i didn't realize it was the killing eve showrunner directing until just i was doing research today but um i mean it's killing eve's good mm. so hey we'll, we'll see uh i think it's a, it's a directorial debut though so you know who knows um april 24th bad trip have you guys seen the trailer for this it's like tiffany haddish Lil Rel howry and it's like a again it's like a prank movie with a plot i think it's got eric andre in it as well all right and it's, so it's like, not a sequel to girl's trip no it's like right. a even though it does have a Timmy, tiffany edish in it but it's like a um yeah it's like a prank like it's like bad grandpa like similar kind of style of filmmaking where it's right. got a plot but it's also about like oh my god this wacky thing's happening um yeah a very very strange looking movie um so check that out. Okay, um, another big tentpole release, May first, our first Marvel film of the year, Black Widow. I really like the music and the trailer. Um, I will see this because I need to know why it's going to be good. Mm. <laughs> that makes sense. Like I'm so unmoved by it at this stage. The trailer was all right, and it's like I don't know why I will like this. But I'm, I'm still sure waiting for the penny to drop that makes this all click into place you know yeah and some it's interesting because one of the biggest sort of criticisms that i've had of it um so far well not even criticism one of the the biggest uh red flags i think is i don't understand why now is the time when you would make a black widow movie she just died in endgame and like it's gonna be a prequel and it's all it's all like why why are we doing this now what is the point of this now and i read someone on on reddit said that maybe it's because um florence Pugh, who plays her sister in the film is going to take over the mantle of black widow and because it's it seems weird to be like we're doing a black widow movie um when every other marvel character has had sequels except incredible hulk and sort of set yourself up to not be able to do sequels so that is what i'm predicting is that black widow 2 will have florence mm. Pugh as the main character. yeah and mate, hey give me all the fucking florence Pugh i can handle mm. i god yeah i, I love that woman <laughs> yeah um she she has a fantastic video on um on twitter of her um removing a growth off her cactus and it's very cute and funny (laughs) 
No, that's a phrase I did not think I was going to hear. Yeah. Removing yeah. a growth off her cactus. Uh, yeah, Jeremy, yeah. you've got any thoughts on Black Widow? Uh, I mean, like, I, I think, yeah, I, I, it's just an extended apology to Scarlett Johansson for not taking. That, that's, her that's the thing. It serious. feels like an apology. Like yeah, a it's just like, attitude. oh, sorry, and now your your career is ramping up again, and like, let's give you another movie. Like, yeah. you know, she was genuinely probably the most interesting. Like she had one of the most. I'm not going to say the most because I'm sitting in a room with Endgame stands. But like I, I, I found her particular character arc in Endgame really interesting. How um, dare you? No, that's yeah. Um, I'm going to tie my girlfriend up and drive off a bridge with her in the trunk because you said that. Yeah, thanks for the Eminem reference. Well, that's what Stan is. Yeah, yeah, cool, cool, cool. It is all right. Well, this is fun. Um, I think that. Uh, I think I if I'm 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 always cautious to try and defend um like someone like Marvel but but more specifically I want to defend Kevin Feige right and be like mm. I don't know if this is necessarily an apology it's more that the guy who who always did care about this stuff is now unbridled and unrestrained and so it's it's it seems it seems more genuine than just like a oh she's famous now let's give her her own movie it's like I'm sure if you ask Kevin Feige he'd be like yeah she should have had her own movie five years ago you know? yeah well I think I just think it's interesting that there's going to be a Black Widow movie after Red Sparrow came out which mm, is you mm. know a very similar style backstory mm. which I didn't watch and didn't care about and the only reason I'm watching this and caring about this is because it's related to the MCU which I care yeah. about yeah uh, alright so next is Greyhound a movie which I would not have brought up uh, if Jeremy last year had not let me move on without mentioning it when it was supposed to come out of march last year um do you remember it jeremy it's yeah, a, it was a tom hanks tom movie. hanks world war ii movie yeah, yeah yeah it's got elizabeth shoe in it i'm always here for elizabeth shoe um so u-boat movie i mean who doesn't love a good world war ii u-boat movie it's gonna be it's it's absolutely baby boomer fodder like yeah, it's baby U-boats. boomer movie 100 percent. my dad will go see it yeah um I might go see it with him. Tom Hanks is always watchable. Yeah, he's got a few movies coming out this year, actually. Are you going to take your dad to 1917, Jeremy? I can't. I'm not going to be down Uh, there while it's on. I took my dad to it. Well, actually, he took me to it. He paid for the tickets and the candies. Oh, this is how you... This is going to be banking out for you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dad, do you want to love movies with me? Can I be on the podcast? Oh, maybe not. (laughs) Hey, he's fucking... He was going to be on, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, so um Marath, Legally Blonde Three. The the second Legally Blonde Three. So interesting. <laughs> Nineteen yeah. years later, Reese Witherspoon decides that the franchise has enough clout to Can't warrant her wait. again. Just people had just started to find out about Legally Blonde. So she was like, No, 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 this is number three. <laughs> <laughs> because Legally Blondes is genuinely it's one of the, the worst, worst movies. Worst movies seen. we've ever watched for the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it actually is. I like Wow. Uh, like I yeah, it's it's hard to say now that movies are like one of the worst I've ever seen, um, because of the amount of shit we've had to watch on the podcast. <laughs> but Legally Blondes is definitely wow. down there. Okay, if um, this is one of your first episodes of Cold Popshire, hear this, hear this. We've watched all the Air Buddies movies, and Legally Blondes is one of the worst movies we've watched for this podcast. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, don't get me wrong. Treasure Buddies is one of the worst movies I've ever seen. As well. <laughs> Treasure um, Buddies was the worst Air Buddies movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I didn't just throw out a random name. That, that was thought put into <laughs> that. was informed. This comes from painful personal experience. Um, yeah, so Legally Blonde 3. I don't know, this is one I'm really interested to see where they go with this because the second film implies that she's going to like become president. So maybe that's like, you know, one of these political films that are coming out now that's, um, you know, we want to see more hope in our films that deal with politics these yeah. days because to rebel against... I mean, I think What's actually happening? Re- re- the the last few years has shown that Reese Witherspoon is an amazing producer. Mm. Like she, the the projects that she gets involved with and gets greenlit, and you know the the talent she attracts to work with her, really interesting, really exciting. So I believe in her. I believe in Legally Blonde three. Will I watch it? Who knows? But I'll, honestly, I'll- make America blonde again. That's what it's going to be called. And yeah, fuck it, make her president. Shit. Yeah. Why not? Why not? You totally. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm here do for it. it. It's, I would it's love, ridiculous, I would love, but sure. I would love a Parks and Recreation uh, uh, and Legally Blonde crossover. Mm. Like I think those two characters would get along really well. So let's mm. do it. Imagine legal, Legally Blonde 3 is the like scathing political satire of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most pertinent film of the 2020s. Yeah. <laughs> it's this decade's Knives Out. Um, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, uh, the Personal History of David Copperfield. This is an adaptation of the Charles Dickens novel. Um, David Copperfield. This is directed, written and directed by Armando Iannucci. Who did, so good. You know, The Thick of It and Veep, all those kind of things. And The and Death of Stalin. Death of Stalin. Have, you, have you ever seen The Death of Stalin? No, I haven't. It nah. is so good. Film, but yeah. It is so good. Like, I mean, I'm a massive fan of Armando Iannucci. Um, mm. He's just, I love his brand of humor. I yeah, think you're it's looking great. forward to Avenue 5. Oh, I don't even know about that. It's those new TV shots, like on a space station. Oh, wow. I've seen the trailer a fucking million times because they played it during the Golden Globes and I was watching like the telecast uh. with the ads. <laughs> and I'm, fuck, I'm sick of that trailer. Right. Um, um, no, I mean, this movie looks amazing. The tra- I have to say, the trailer is cut amazingly. I really like the trailer. Mm. Um, but Dev Patel, I'm always here for anything he does. He's such a watchable screen presence. Um, I feel and- like this movie's been coming out for years. Yeah. Well, it's it's got, like, a, I think it has come out in the UK. I think it, it already wow. came out in the UK a while ago. Um, and so, like, you know, you just watch the trailer and it's got all of these kind of, like, quotes from the reviews and The Guardian and The Telegraph and stuff like that. So... Yeah. Can- it came out in the UK... It comes out in the UK 24th of Jan. Um, but it premiered at Toronto Film Festival on yeah. 5th of September. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, reviews are out. Everyone says it's pretty good. So... Uh, and, like, the casting. I mean, the I just saw that it got a BAFTA um, nomination for best casting, which to be honest, I think BAFTA's good on you. Like, I think that's a great award to give because I think casting, best casting in a year is is always, um, mm. I yeah, I think it's an award we should see more of. They won. Oh, British independent there films. you go. I mean, um, Tilda Swinton, man. I love seeing her play nice roles because she's so often cast as kind of weird and freaky roles, but actually seeing her play someone who's nice is quite cool. Yeah, mm. so looking forward to that, Jeremy. Yeah. Official review. Um, okay, Scoob! Exclamation point. <laughs> the <laughs> sequel to Mother! <laughs> <laughs> I rewatched Mother recently. I would, so I would, you rewatched nice. Mother? I never thought I would. Are you the first friends, person in history to rewatch that movie? I, I could be. Some friends had never seen it and wanted to watch it. Oh my god! And I was like, sure. Funny. Let's talk about Mother. Um, the <laughs> funny story when it ended, because um, no, I watched a room full of about six people and had never seen it. When it ended, one of them was like, "So was it real obvious from the start that it was like an, an allegory for 
like the Bible and God. And then one of my other friends was like, I don't think that's what it's about at all. <laughs> and I was like, are you fucking stupid? <laughs> I said that. And everyone, no one else realized it. So I called a whole group of my friends stupid because none of them realized that it was the, the story of creation. Oh, um, wow. Which it, it like absolutely is i'm I, not up i'm not i don't want to talk about personal interpretations because the movie goes out of its way to make it clear that that's what it's about i'm really in love with the idea that there is a there's a film universe the exclamation point film universe and you guys are <laughs> going to have to do it as like a film franchise um, <laughs> uh so scoob what is it i don't know anything about it uh, assuming- it's like it's like a 3d animated scooby-doo movie right Okay. Looks bad. Yeah, it doesn't look very I think good. It looks um, bad. And this goes into the Charlie's Angels. No one was asking for this category. Yeah, Will Forte. Oh, Sco- Scooby Doo has a, a like Sonic. Scooby Doo has a big fan base, man. Um, but this this seems to have betrayed a lot of the like um, behind the scenes crew of what of who usually yeah. is involved. Like in Matthew Scooby-Doo Lillard isn't playing Scooby. Uh, <laughs> Shaggy. Um, sorry. Um, and he found out when uh, they announced on Twitter who was playing him. And he tweeted and was like, this is a shitty way to find out. Oh. Hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah, Will Forte's playing him. This and- this movie is so much bad faith. Like, it just seems so unfair to to those, the, 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 the like, tentative ship that has kept Scooby-Doo as an IP even, like, fringe relevant for the past 30 years. So, I don't know. I think it's lame. Yeah. Maybe Agreed. maybe I won't see this. I won't see this in Mulan out of protest. And, and I, I will not talk about it further. <laughs> Uh, next up, we've got the woman in the window. I, it's got Amy Adams in it. Um, it's not the girl on the train. I know. But they look pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, but the <laughs> thing is, ask. what's crazy is that the girl on the train involves her looking out of the train and seeing a woman in the window. Yeah, so yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. Is this just the movie from the other woman's perspective? <laughs> yeah, maybe. And I don't know. What's, don't the woman, what's the woman in the window seeing as the girl on the train? She's just seeing another woman in the window. Yeah. It's just a train window. A train window, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, let's go to the next <laughs> You're like Amy release. Adams. In a window. <laughs> uh, May 22nd, Fast and Furious 9 may or may not be the official title. There's a trailer coming January 31st. Um, really? We will I find out. I have no idea this is this close. Uh, yeah, we're this, um, yeah, we'll find out if that's actually what it's called. I'm not okay with The Rock not being in this. Uh, I don't know. I put this in my top 10 most anticipated because I, 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 looking through this list, I was like, okay, well, there's a couple that I'm actually excited for. And then I was like, now I have to lower my threshold. And then there's a bunch of movies that make it through. <laughs> like, And No Time to Die didn't make it through? Yeah, I don't know. I don't oh, care. <laughs> you're, you're more anticipating Fast Richard. and Furious 9 over the next James Bond movie. Um, I, <laughs> I would have said the other way around, but then Beyonce was rumored to be doing the... um. And you're like, for me, it's all about the song. It is. <laughs> I fucking hey, said that. If, if Phoebe Waller-Bridge is doing the song, then I'm okay. Oh, hell yeah. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Look, I don't I don't think this movie will be very good. Yeah, neither. But I'm, I'm glad that I'm now able to see it and get excited about it. Yeah, yeah. The best thing about the Fast and Furious movies are um, The Rock and Jason Statham. And the worst thing about the Fast and the Furious movies is... Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel. Um, also, Diesel. he's going to be in this movie. What's bad about this movie? So, um, this isn't what's bad about it. Justin Lin's directing <laughs> it. Get the, great. He's he's good. Um, he made the franchise good. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he's like the the Fast and Furious whisperer, essentially. Yeah. Um, but they're bringing back Jordana Brewster as Mia Toretto, which is so bad. Which is they can't bring back Paul Walker. Cannot do that well. No. There's there's no way you can bring it's back a, Mia. Yeah. 
um, who who drove so, off oh, into the hey sunset guys, with Paul Walker. By the way, he left me, so now I can come yeah, back and oh, hang out with yeah, you guys. Yeah, no, Paul's just looking after the kids. Paul, um, you know what this is? This is a Chris Terrio move. Yeah, this is something Chris Terrio would write. Is he into the guy who he wrote, wrote Rise of Skywalker? Did oh no no, no sorry, I'm thinking of Terry. What's his face? Who did um who did uh, Pirates of the Caribbean? Anyway, Gilliam. <laughs> No, I would love to see a Terry Gilliam. <laughs> no, not Terry Gilliam. <laughs> no, um, Jerry Bruckheimer, you're thinking. Yeah. No, I'm thinking of there's a guy called Terry. There's a p- writing partnership who wrote like, and I've watched a whole behind the scenes thing about Dead Man's Chest and about how for the sequel, they just basically had to start writing and they started writing it and they were writing it as they were shooting big set pieces. And Jerry Bruckheimer was like, hey, we've got this enormous big like mill wheel that we're going to get them to run on top of. So if you could include that into the script, please do uh, <laughs> it's just like mm. wow anyway cool <laughs> come here for your um, dead man's chest <laughs> behind the scenes I, I can't stand Thing, things you can learn about in our in our most anticipated of 2020 <laughs> podcast most anticipated films of 2004 um <laughs> uh so yeah uh bad move bringing back her um i don't know this is one like um, the trailer. I'm sure is going to have some fucking ridiculous thing in it. I can't wait. Yeah. Anyway, but do you know you know what I need? You know what I need is that I need the um I need Fast and Furious as a franchise to look like a bell curve in the end. Starts out bad, gets great, then very slowly starts getting bad again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that, and that's what's happened because it's not you know um Hobbs and Shaw wasn't. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw and Fate of the Furious weren't as good as Furious Seven. No, Furious so we've 7. reached. Furious Seven's amazing. Furious Seven yeah, is amazing. It's a high water. It's mark. reached its its crest. Is that the right term? Yeah, it's reached the top of the crest, and now it's it's slowly slowly falling at the same speed at which it rose. If they go and to you space, know what? maybe that's okay. If they go to space, it'll be my most anticipated. If they don't go to space, it'll be my most disappointing. <laughs> so, Cars um, in space. Okay, uh, SpongeBob movie. Sponge on the run. I way preferred the old title, um, It's a Wonderful Sponge, because I thought they were going to be doing my idea for the film, but instead they're just doing that episode where Gary goes away. Which and episode? You, the Richard, one of the like, fucking four where that happens? You can you can actually prove that this was your idea because it's our, what, sixth episode of the podcast? Yeah. Is you pitching the what, what you imagine when we say It's a Wonderful Sponge yeah. is what Richard pitch, pitched. Um, and yeah. They did my one. I pitched a live action Plankton movie and then they made that for the like 25th anniversary or something. <laughs> I'd love it if we, you found out the executive producers were listening to Cult Pop yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, That's a good idea. Yeah, this, I don't know, this movie, like, yeah, I'm sure it'll be fun. The last movie was pretty decent, but uh, they're going out of their way to disrespect the fuck out of Steven Hillenburg, who didn't like the 3D animated style. He didn't want a prequel. And now this is going to kind of be a backdoor pilot for a um, Camp Coral TV series, which is that showing them as kids. That's really sad. Yeah. Not to to, to quote my second uh, uncut gems catchphrase of the night, but I disagree that the last one was good. The last one was fucking weird. Sponge oh, Out of Water is a fucking weird movie, and I don't think enough people saw it because no one talks about how downright David Lynchian that movie is. Yeah, and, but, and how the, my pirated copy cut out all the Illuminati references. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? Yeah. 
Yeah. Everything about that movie is strange and no one talks about it. But no, but um, that movie, because it was advertised as like, they come up onto land and all this stuff. But the first like hour of it is just t- traditional 2D animation. And it's like pretty funny, like kind of thing. And then it gets, and, and it does get weird. But I mean, yeah, the last one I thought was fine. I, I had a good time with it. We've it seen them on land. So how many times have we seen SpongeBob characters on land? Literally happened in the first movie, among other times. Yeah. So it's not like it's, you know. Anyway, um, all right. Uh, how much do you care about SpongeBob, Jeremy? I don't care at all. Wow. Yeah. Right. I've never seen a SpongeBob movie. I watch SpongeBob on TV. I'm happy for it to stay on TV. Uh, yeah, I think SpongeBob SquarePants is one of the most important TV shows to me. Yeah. In terms of formulating me as a human being. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I disagree. It's not the one of the most important TV shows to you. <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, SpongeBob is like, and I think, um. Stephen Hellenberg, I, 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 I was deeply upset when he passed away um, because I think he doesn't get enough credit for the fact that he essentially shaped an entire generation's sense of humour. The, yeah. the memes that are, that come out now would not happen without Smudge or Squarepants. Mm. Like, that, that absurdist sense of humour. Yeah. He's this generation's Matt Groening. Yeah, he is. Um, but yeah, he, he created this, like kind of left field sense of humor and just made it completely mainstream because SpongeBob has a weird absurd sense of humor. Anyway, I could go on for a long time about um, <laughs> my admiration for that man, but I'll move on. Uh, Artemis Fowl. This was another one supposed to come out last year. Got delayed to this year. I've read the book like years ago, I think, but I don't remember anything about it. Um, it's going to be an interesting one. I don't think it's going to do very well because it's essentially just this privileged little white boy who just complains about how the shit he has isn't good enough. <laughs> yeah i mean again i'll repeat my comment from uh last year when we talked about this as you said the only thing i can remember from this is the font on the cover of the book yeah yeah so, the, and the, the sequel which was the same thing but uh like blue like yeah, snowy blue. yeah and uh, the the author's name e eon Koffler. um i've actually got a signed copy of um artemis fail somewhere i probably said that last year um i've got a finite amount of stories and um, <laughs> reach the bottom <laughs> yeah. um yeah there's a photo of me um tears in my eyes oh wow um meeting owen Colfer. not because i was excited because i thought what i'd the lost f- the book that i was supposed to get signed <laughs> um and i was like because i think it was my sister's or it was just, it was um and so she had the first one i had the second one and then i like i had i lost this book and i was like so horrified that i'd lost this um and then eventually i found it or i like got something else signed um and then i got a signature and i was the one that they were like oh for the like fucking local newspaper we'll take a photo of you so there's a photo of me and i'm just remembering this actually wasn't owen culford <laughs> oh my word i didn't think this story could get any was, more rambling I was, gonna, um, I was gonna say i was gonna say richard it's weird to be like i think i read this and then follow it up with the story it's <laughs> yeah, very like, like diehard um, fan story i do have no no like he came to the school and and spoke he did come to the school but i remember owen culford we had to go see in a church and all I can remember about him talking is he talked about getting these gummy bears that were like the size of his head. And that's the only thing I remember about his story. What? But the the story I'm telling about where I lost the book was Jacqueline Wilson. Remember those books? No. Yeah, she came to our school and, and chatted and, and I got a photo with her. They were like, oh, punch up. And I was like, oh, I'm punch crying. <laughs> Good times. All right, well, what's the next one? Anyway, please, please. Fun fact. Um, Wonder Woman 1984. 
Um, Which, this, as I'm looking at it on screen, this probably should be in my top. Is 10, not yeah, highlighted yeah, yeah. as one of your know. top most anticipated <laughs> movies. My top ten most anticipated. It's real weird. I am very excited for this movie, despite her small filmography. Patty Jenkins, I think, is one of my favorite directors. Um, and I loved the first Wonder Woman. I was so blown away by it. I loved Monster. Um, and this, the trailer for the, the music and the trailer for this is it's it's one of the best trailers I've seen in years. Um, and I I think it's a good trailer, and I think they they are utilizing things well. But I will re- reserve judgment at this stage. I think I'm excited for it, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was inferior or not as good. Yeah, I, I bad. Yeah, it's gonna be hard to top the first one, and I think this one going into it is gonna suffer because the first one was so good. You know, um, yeah, and, and people are gonna to expect too much from. And it. how are they keeping Chris Evans in there? Chris Pine. Uh, he's not in it. <laughs> um, oh, sorry, Chris Pine. Uh, One of the Chris's. Well, I mean, I could tell you, but it's potentially a spoiler. Oh right, okay. Well, they don't, don't um, tell me. Like, it's just think, I just think that's interesting. I mean, it doesn't stop me from very much anticipating. Uh, yeah, if you know a little bit about the comic book lore, I do not of the characters <laughs> that are featured in the film. Yeah, the, the, you can kind of work out how they're probably doing it, cool, but cool. it's it, it's going to be a spoiler. So, Jeremy, um, do you have did you did you see the trailer for it? Yeah, 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 I did. It was a while ago, yeah, though, so I don't remember so much th- about it. I think I think one cool kind of way to look at it because when I found out they're bringing back Chris Pine, I was like, "Oh, but his sacrifice was so noble. Why would they do that?" Um, but one of the cool things that the trailer shows you is like now it's like he's the fish out of water. Yeah, like Diana was the fish out of water in the first movie. Now it's him because he's been pulled out of time, and I think that's potentially a really fun idea. And so, yeah, looks good. I love that it's it's still a period piece, um, and that it's set and you know yeah i was saying it's cool kind of it and- it's a very cool conceit to like put wonder woman in to like have wonder woman movies be kind of like these period piece like drop you into a past yeah, exactly. time I, yeah. it's like kind of doctor Whoian and kind of they feel. should do um one the next one should be wonder woman 2049 <laughs> yeah i mean totally. like, it's, it's funny yeah 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 and no totally Blade because <laughs> there's there's such a there's such a um a jump like it's like yeah we'll make all the wonder woman movies like period pieces oh it's like oh cool so the first one's set in 19 you know 14 or whatever and then the next one's 1984 and it's like oh okay um <laughs> there's a lot of material we maybe could have done in between those two times for a second <laughs> maybe 1984 could be the fourth movie like, yeah. so that that's funny um but you know i would i would love it if the third or fourth movie was set in the future it's almost like how they designed the fargo tv series mm. um which is really cool um okay next up um the movie with i'm sure jeremy's weirdly excited for is the Candyman reboot <laughs> what just because you know way more than i thought you would about <laughs> Candyman. <laughs> Yeah, um, it's, Candyman was like the first horror movie that I saw when I shouldn't have seen it. You know? Yeah, um, so for those that don't listen to every episode of this podcast or don't remember something from a fucking a year ago, <laughs> um, Jer- we mentioned the Candyman reboot produced by Jordan Peele, and we both expected Jeremy to maybe have heard of Candyman or yeah. go, oh, <laughs> yeah. not, even, not even just not have seen it, but to have like have a peripheral knowledge. Yeah, of, uh, of but his, instead of he existence. fucking analysed the shit out of that movie. <laughs> Um, but I don't know, Jeremy, um, without going into too much depth again, um, I, how do you feel about the reboot? Oh, I just, I mean, I think it's interesting. I don't know whether or not, I mean, I didn't like the movie when I saw it. 
when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but it's just it's, <laughs> it's fascinating. Like I said before, it's fascinating that Jordan Peterson, uh, it's Jordan Peterson, Jordan, <laughs> Jordan <laughs> <Peele>. <laughs> the opposite of Jordan Peterson, uh, Jordan Peele. <laughs> <laughs> oh god anyway, it's Chris fast- Pine and Chris Evans all over again oh, man. I tell you what I am not sleeping very much these days guys have some sympathy um, anyway. I will not imagine <laughs> if Jordan Peterson produced the Candyman imagine, imagine if Jordan Peterson directed us and Get Out imagine if he directed Get Out oh my god Yes, yes, that was inherent in my initial laugh. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, is there any point in talking about this? No, there's not. Now? Anyway, I think it'll be interesting. I'm really looking forward to seeing what he has to do. I don't know when I'll get a chance to watch this movie because it is the opposite of a Gemma movie, um, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, Did you just dox your wife's name on the podcast? Is that canon or do you want me to bleep that? Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Um, also... <laughs> Um, it's my wife's name, Cannon. Jeremy, who used to <laughs> not want us to Cannon? use his last name on the podcast. Vargo. That's yeah. right. Um, I remember back then when you were like, please don't mention my last anyway, name. Anyway, continue. Before you mention it. <laughs> uh, hey, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the most dumbest looking anticipated films of 2020. If you liked it, then please share it with your friends. Please comment on this post wherever you're seeing it. Uh, and please, hey, hey, go over to Cole Popter on Facebook and YouTube and give us a like and a subscribe or follow us on Twitter or Instagram at Cult Popsha, or you can find us on our Discord, the link to which you can find in the description of this uh, this podcast. And you can also email us at media at gmail.com. Tell us what your most anticipated film of 2020 is or what you think is going to be the dumbest one. Anyway, here is the post-credit sequence. It's coming up right about now, Funk Soul Brothers. Yo, yo, yo. Oh, man, AJ, what a good episode of the Cold Popshire podcast that was. Uh, I definitely didn't pre-record I can't this, believe we uh, finally um, did that. Discussed that thing. Yeah. That thing we discussed. Oh, I've been waiting for so long to bring that up. Uh, but yeah, so this is our post credit scene. Uh, we, we've been doing this a couple of times now, so you might know what these are. If you don't, uh, it's where we get uh, our patrons to send us in uh, something you know that they want us to a question or something to something discuss. Something to talk about. Uh, and we do it just uh, on the end of the episode here. So... Uh, if you want to, yeah. if you want to get involved, go to www.patreon.com/slash/coldpopsha and throw us some some moolah. Um, and Richard, today's and if you don't want to get involved, just keep living your life. Yeah, today's post credit scene comes from Ben Close, who asks uh, a question he's actually asked us before multiple times. And really wants to get to the bottom of a mystery. He says, okay, feel free to, to ask me for something else if you don't want to talk about this. And so this this does get a bit blue. Just a warning for those, um, those who don't like blue conversations. He asks, can you please explain the physical mechanics of how you wipe sitting down? I remember um, doing it as a kid, but at a certain age, your cheeks haven't your cheeks grown to the point where there's no more room? Like, seriously, where does your hand go? Or are you actually squatting, not sitting? And if so, it's not easy. is it not easy to just stand up all the way? And look, he asked us, do you wipe standing or sitting? And I'd heard 
I, it wasn't until I was like in my twenties when I heard that that there are both standers and sitters, and the other has no idea the, that the other exists. Mm. Look, I'm a sitter. You're a sitter. Yeah, I I, uh, I want to um, ask Ben a question, and that is, how the yeah. fuck do you wipe standing up? You'll get poo everywhere. <laughs> Surely, right? I don't understand how we're the weird ones here. Well, ben. see, because my my thinking is that when you sit when you're sitting on the toilet. You're like you you your cheeks are separated, whereas when you yeah, stand up, they close, they close, yeah. and then all the the poop, the residual poop, would just mush around and get caught in your butt hairs if you've got those. If you've got those, if you're as lucky as us, <laughs> um, I I don't know how to explain the physical mechanics. Of I, I think he's picturing it because wrong. It's the obvious one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. You, yeah. I don't know. When Watch you, some videos. When you stand up, it's just it's it's so hard to get to the source. And mm. also, I don't want to deal source. with holding holding. The, I don't want to deal with holding toilet like soiled toilet paper for too long. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't want to see it. I don't want to think about it. I want to do it and then drop it into the bowl. If I'm standing up, it requires a lot more engagement with the the piece of toilet paper. I've got to be aware that it's falling in the bowl. I don't just have to take it for granted that it'll fall yeah, back yeah. in the bowl. So, like, do you stand up and then have to like pull the? Do you look at it after, like, like someone blowing their nose, <laughs> which is also weird? Yeah. I bet Ben looks at his snot after he blows his nose. <laughs> Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 